the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Oh, 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 excuse me, wrong persona. Kaz here, how you doing? Uh, it's, it's good to have you with me on Come Together San Diego, and I've got a co-host for this first hour. You are going to L-O-V-E love. His name is Marvin Witherspoon. He is, uh, he's, I, you know... He, he, you know, he's a black brother and I'm not a black brother. I guess you can tell uh, by actually the way I phrase things and things like that. But other than that, he and I are almost identical twins. <laughs> we have Amen. we have the same heart for San Diego, don't we, Marvin? Yes, indeed. And so why don't you just briefly give a, you know, the elevator speeches, they say, uh, you know, you're going up an elevator. Let's, I don't, how many floors would this be? Let's call it a 12 floor elevator speech to give the people an idea about Marvin Witherspoon, your heart and your vision. And then we're going to kind of dive into some things that have been stirring you. And I wanted you to come to the microphone and talk about them to uh, San Diego County. Marvin Witherspoon. Hi, I'm Marvin Witherspoon. Um, I hail from North Carolina. Um, um, family of uh, nine. Uh, I'm the youngest of nine. Uh, mother, father, um, John, James and Mary Witherspoon. Um, definitely uh, honored to uh, to have them as my parents. Um, uh, wonderful, wonderful, tight family. You, oh, uh, boy, that well, that was one thing I noticed yeah. with you. Uh, they were in North Carolina, and they met a friend. You may know the name Kara Real. She's one of our f- buddies here. She's on the show frequently, and she's a worship worshiper and worship leader, and she's infectious, basically. Yeah, so yeah. they I don't know whether you met in North Carolina or in Washington, D.C. We met in Washington, D.C. And all yeah. of a sudden, God stirred you guys. All of a sudden, you're here. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we, went, we met in Washington, D.C. at... Um, David's, uh, David's, tent. David's tent, which is which is twenty four uh, hour worship, worship yeah. it's been going on for over three years now. Yeah. You were called to kind of go there and worship the Lord continually, and yeah. your son Julius. Yeah, Julius and my girls, um, yeah. um, uh, Felicia, Alicia, Krista, uh, Shikana. They were uh, worshiping. We had a set there, and that's how we met Kara uh, and the group from California. And um, what they did was they actually. Um, blended our sets. They were scheduled at one, and so was we. And so what we did was we just split the set. Uh, we took the second hour. They took the first hour, and it was such a blend and um, and with such unity that uh, we came. Um, uh, they invited us out to uh, California to see what God was doing out here. Yeah. And, now, were you in the military? Did you ever come out to San Diego before, or was this a new new thing for you? No, I've been. I lived in California. I, I'm in, I used to be in the military, in the Navy. Um, I lived in California, up in Monterey, uh-huh. uh, for about a year back in um, the late '80s. Sure. And so, um, um, I had no uh, desire really 
uh, <laughs> to come re- really come back. Yeah. You know, uh, being close, my parents still alive. I didn't particularly want to leave from over there, but we had to obey God. Yes. Okay. So, what did it? What would give, walk me through what the obey God thing? You met somebody, uh, Kara, and part of our San Diego troop there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There were I was there for that Washington D.C. But I think you and I were together in Washington D.C. Maybe one time uh, thereafter. But but there was something that happened there. Uh, you you sensed a real unity going on there, and God's somehow stirred you to, I mean, this is a big deal. You got, you know, your family, you got 55 people in your family. <laughs> no, I, yeah. no, you was a pretty good sized family. So you, you as the patriarch yeah. said, okay, guys, you know, we're going to Mount Moriah. And, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we came out, they brought us out um, that August. And we sensed that, you know, this was our next move because we used to, uh, we had a, uh, ministry back in North Carolina, and God told us to close it down um, until He showed us our next assignment, and uh-huh. so that's what happened. And so when we went to uh, D.C. and we met them, and it was such a blend, such a such a unity. Excuse me, um, that they um, facilitated our coming out here. Yes, and uh, we got out of here. You know, we sensed that uh, my wife, <laughs> she sensed that, and my kids sense that um, this is where the next move was. I resisted. (laughs) (laughs) I I resisted until um, I I went to support a friend of mine uh, for a pastoral anniversary. Um, But before uh, I went, I dropped my son off because he was playing at the church we was networking with. I dropped him off, and as I dropped him off, I told him, I said, hey, this is... uh, Transition. I said, this season has come to an end here. I don't know where we're we going. You know, it may be California. I don't want it to be. <laughs> and um, about an hour later, God used someone that I've never met before from North, from uh, New York um, to, uh, to prophesy to me. Oh and my. the first words out of her mouth was transition. My, my. Well, and that connected immediately. One of the things I like to do, Marvin, is I like to take a person's story like your testimony here, and I like to uh, put uh, feelers out there for other people because other people have had perhaps similar things happen mm-hmm. happening, and your testimony is not only a good illustration of who you are, but it's an illustration of who God is and how he works in people's lives. So, my mm-hmm. friend, if you've been getting the uh, the sense that God wants to move you. It could be geographically, but it also could be professionally. Mm -hmm. It could be ministerially. It could be any number of ways. But when he starts speaking to you, you really need to heed the call. And and, uh, sometimes, you know, like... Uh, Marvin, he was a little apprehensive, but he had a lot of little voices in his own family and other people also speaking. <laughs> so don't be so concerned that, uh, you know, I'm not really inclined to do that. Just say, I'm not inclined to do this, Father, but you speak to me. And if you're, you're willing to hear his voice and it comes in so many <laughs> different That's right. ways. That's right. Then, and, and one of the things I've seen, seen and known, known as I have observed Marvin Witherspoon through a few years now is that he's a guy, when he hears something of, of the Lord, he, he's not he's bold. Amen. He's willing Amen. to do, do that. And so, God, I think in these days, God wants us all to be bold. So tell us a little bit more about what's going on. I've got about two more minutes. We've mm-hmm. got about two more minutes in this uh, segment, uh, Marvin. But one of the things that struck me as I was looking past some of your experience and things, you deal a lot with uh, dealing with people's 
hurts mm-hmm. and injuries, yeah. and you're a healer in many. In, in, I'm not going to say go to Marvin Witherspoon and lay, <laughs> lay hands you. on the multitudes, you know. And, but, but but you have part of it is the heart of compassion mm-hmm. of being willing to listen and discover things. So where's your heart as it regards to uh, dealing with past hurts in people's lives? Well, it, it, you said it real. Um, clear and plain there is about listening to people. A lot of times um, we don't take time to just hear people. We we see them and um, we see what they may be displaying at that moment. But uh, if we take time to listen to people um, and hear what they have to say, um, then we get a chance to really know, uh, okay, uh, or discern what caused the hurt, why, and that that hurt or whatever that's going on with them could be also a uh, result of where they are today. Yes. Like, you know, the homeless people. Yes. You know, um, people that are homeless. If we take time not to just pass out something to eat to them, but how about taking time just to listen to them, listen to the story, you know. Um, And so that's one of the things that um, I like to do when I'm I'm dealing with people. I like to uh, not be so quick to start talking. (laughs) I, I like to hear Yes. Now, now you said you had a ministry in North Carolina. It, yep. uh, was it a church ministry or was yeah. it kind of parachurch ministry or what was that? Was there a name to it? Yeah, and, Purpose by Design Outreach Ministry. Purpose by Design Outreach yeah. Ministry. Yeah. Well, you're living it. You, yeah. You're living that even though maybe the name has changed, but the, the vision is the same. And you just kind of moved it from North Carolina to Southern California. And we're so honored to have you. Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's, it's been an honor. Um, it, here's uh, something to add to the people that you uh, was sharing yes. about just obeying God. Um, he never said it was going to be easy when you do that. <laughs> you know? We're going to talk more about that in the next <laughs> segment. Because yeah, I, 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 I knew that God wanted to bring uh, Marvin and I together to talk about a variety of different things. So we do have some bullet points and things we want to talk about. But one of them is really how to hear God and obey. And, you know, if you think it's gonna, you're in for the easy ride, uh, that's no God wants you to become a part of his plan and mature into what he's called you to be. And sometimes that's a bumpy road. Yeah. So I Marvin and I are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about ethnicity. Ethnic, can, can you say that word? Help me. Ethnicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about those things. and We're going to have a good old time as yes, well. Indeed. When Marvin Witherspoon and Kaz come right back. Right. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back. And I have Marvin Witherspoon, the <laughs> Marvin Witherspoon with me. I, I love this guy, you know what I mean? Because he laughs at my jokes. I, I mean, you, know, you got to love somebody like that. You know, he's a man that actually God gives him stuff to do and he does it. And he's willing, if he has enough uh, confirmation, mm-hmm. to, to, to go whatever direction God wants him to go. A North Carolina man, yes. uh, God whispered in his ear through the voices of his his children and perhaps his wife as well and yeah. a number of other voices around that it's time for you to move and one of the magnets for San Diego was there's a level of unity happening here as well yeah so yeah. Uh, we're just honored to have you but let, let's kind of end the conversation from the last segment and then jump into some other stuff is that okay yeah that's fine, that's uh, fine. Uh, one of the things that we talked about is that you know uh, 
the, it's not an easy necessarily an easy road being a believer, but it's the most profitable, fruitful, uh, empowering road that you could <laughs> walk on. You know, it, you know, it talks a lot about the straight and the narrow. Yeah. But nobody said there weren't mountains and valleys exactly. in the way exactly. and of uh, pebbles here and there. Yeah. So a lot of one of the things that I've noticed of you, Marvin, is that your heart is to help other people navigate that. So yeah. talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to start plying you with questions, okay. and uh, you're going to start plying the listeners with answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when God said go, mm-hmm. um, um, we left our home and uh, jobs. We didn't have a home or a job out here. And we just came as a family. Um, what were you? What was going on back there? What were the jobs? Was, I worked uh, at a company called Mowing, Mowing Fossils. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, was doing, you know, pretty good living for North Carolina. Uh-huh. And then I have a home that um, uh, we built from the ground up. Is that right? Yes. And um, so to come out here to no home um, and trust God that he was going to open up a door, um, that those things was already ready, laid out. Um, that's a that's a big step, isn't it? Yes. It's very a much big so. step. And you, you and your wife and how many? Five. F- five of you. T- mm-hmm. uh, five children. Five children. Yeah. My, my, yeah. my. And that's a big step. Of course, I've met all your quote unquote children yeah. <laughs> young adults mature, mature people but th- these are all these are all um, what do you want to say gracious heartfelt people these these are people young people I say young people mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. they're, they're, they're people that have they're grounded and that's one of the things that I just noticed about them they're grounded Amen. Amen. so well, my wife and I we train them from um, uh, in the fear and admonition of the Lord uh, we homeschool them um, God had given them a gift, uh, and that's to lead people to into his presence. Yes. By, yes. You know, yes. words, yes, but also what I've noticed is lifestyle. Yeah. Well, that's sometimes the biggest message is not necessarily all the flashy words that you can mm-hmm. say, Kaz. Was <laughs> I talking to myself or what? But it's also the life and lifestyle. That's right. Exactly right. I want to uh, be their example. Nobody else will be their hero. I like um, it. But me, you know. Well, one of the things that you, I think, that drew you here to San Diego, you began to see that God was doing a work here. You know, you saw your son is a major. He's one of the most magnificent worshipers. Uh, he plays keyboard and... Yeah, he, he played acoustic and, and, and acoustic guitar. a little guitar and yeah. everything. Yeah. He's what a remarkable worship guy, and he's got a beautiful voice as well. So you get him connected with other people who have that, not only the the excellence, but also a freedom to be able to intermingle with one another yeah. musically. And, you know, it can knock you silly yeah. in a good way. Yeah. You know, yeah, the Holy right. Spirit. Right. I've seen Holy Spirit just take over. He, he starts a song, and about the third word, Holy Spirit's in there. And yeah. uh, he, may, he may go, who knows where. Yeah, you exactly. Love that. Exactly. It's spontaneous. Spontaneous. Um, yeah. yeah. Spontaneous worship. Um, I think we, uh, a lot of times, lock God in, um, and we stick to a particular um, script or... Uh, song or whatever, but he always takes a song, regardless of who wrote it, and makes it his own. Well, that relates to your, probably your counsel to a lot of people, and maybe not with song, but whatever they are called to do, mm-hmm. to make it their own. So yeah. maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, it's uh, awesome that uh, God would name the ministry Purpose by Design. That group, they went by the group Purpose by Design. That's the name God had given them. And so the ministry was termed Purpose by Design Outreach Ministries um, back in North Carolina. 
And so that's what we did. We went out, you know, uh, sometimes we look at outreach as far as being out in the community and different things like that. But we was outreaching within the body of Christ, yeah. within churches, because there was a lot of people, a lot of churches that had not experienced the presence of God on that particular scale. And so God gave us an a awesome assignment to be able to go into uh, houses where there was uh, a closed heaven and then open it up the atmosphere for, you know, healings and deliverances. So what did that look like? Spontaneous. I like um, it. And so, and, and following Holy Spirit. Um, and letting the leaders know, um, you know, okay, you may not want to interrupt this moment because the Lord is about to release some things here. And so if you just tarry just a little bit longer, and wait to see what God wants to do. And uh, for those that would um, kind of stick to that, then mm-hmm. uh, we we would see people get healed and delivered. Yes. They're one of my favorite scriptures. Sometimes it's my favorite scripture, and sometimes it's the least favorite scripture <laughs> of me. It talks about uh, the vision is not now, but for an appointed time. Wait it's for it. Point. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come to pass, and it will not tarry anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the hardest things for we believers to do, especially if God has given us a vision and a zeal, mm-hmm. is to to tarry, yeah. to pull back. The other people go, I have no problem tarrying, but don't ask me to get engaged. <laughs> so, I mean, two different kinds of people yeah. in the Christian yeah. faith, yeah. those who are going, you know, I just wait a little bit longer. God's yeah. going, you know what? These are spurs and mm-hmm. you know what they're supposed to do? Get on going. Come on, get moving <laughs> forward. And then there are those, uh, I tend to be like the other kind, like going, okay, I got a sense of that what I'm supposed to do. And I just go, okay, here I go. Yeah. And God's going, yeah. I haven't finished giving you instructions. Yeah. So tarrying yeah. is an important part of it. Yeah, you very said much that. so. Very much so. Um, um, uh, like I said, sometimes um, we can just rush out into things, but we I like to tarry to make certain that it's matured Ooh. in um, before I move forward. Yes, yeah. you know there, there are a number of us here in uh, in San Diego County, uh, Marvin. You've met many of them now in the time that you've been here. These are people that have had to tarry for the vision. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of vision, a lot of heart cry that God's going to do something prototypical mm-hmm. in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with a, a level of unity. That's why this show's name Come Together San Diego, mm-hmm. because uh, the heart cry of the, the KPRZ people mm-hmm. and the Salem Media Group San Diego people is that there there is something happening here and we want to give a voice to the people. So the whole idea is coming together. But the, the truth of the matter is this is not something that's brand new. This mm-hmm. is something that's been stirring for years, dare I say decades in mm-hmm. San Diego County. And uh, uh, one of the things, Marvin, that it really thrills me is I see it cropping up now. Mm-hmm. I see it cropping up I, not only in worship teams coming together outside of denominations. Mm-hmm. I see prayer warriors garnering their relationships and praying together like crazy because we really need those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also I'm seeing churches and pastors coming together in unity beyond denominational lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm going... I think this is unique, and I, I love it. what's going on in San Diego. I think that may have been one of the things that uh, drew you guys here. Yeah. Um, we, you know, um, we are still defining um, um, and getting a, a – um, we got an idea now being yes. here going on three years. We got an idea now going on three years. Um, but we – it's kind of like Ben. It's it's amazing that you use that um, particular scripture in Habakkuk 
because that's exactly where we are. Um, we are standing our watch. We are listening to see, uh, listen to yes. what he's saying. Yes. And uh, we're also um, surveying the land yes. to see what we plug in at. Yes. And I think, my friend, here, here's what here's what I sense going on here. There are a lot of people, some of them have been in the a traditional church environment, but they're not in the traditional church environment anymore. Other people are going from one church and been planted into another one and, and, and are, they're adding, you know, adding and subtracting into the church environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the body of Christ is becoming more and more healthy mm-hmm. because I think pastors are beginning to see that when God lets loose and the, you know, salvation and the message is going to be so broad. Every church member, every church leader needs to be in relationship with another because the, 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 the harvest is going to be so great. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I'm seeing that there's a, a growing willingness to kind of interact with other people from other denominations. Oh, I, I'm, I, I, it's thrilling my heart. And when you talk about uh, Julius and, and him coming together with uh, Kerry Real, we, we, you know, the, the, the worship teams in San Diego have become so so synergized mm-hmm. with one another, so fused together yeah. so that people can, you know, uh, I need a drummer. Oh, here I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I need a keyboard. Oh, here I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm every, and, and, and they're intermingling all, all the time. But I'm seeing that in the church environment with the believers as well. Any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, this, um, I, I see a lot of that when, um, we're out and we're doing, um, some community in different areas. We see different work, um, people that's, um, maybe from a, a particular place or whatever, and they're all coming together to, uh, to, to make a sound, um, that one sound. And so that, that in itself is, uh, is powerful, um, because it's, um, it's all about you know the oneness of the body anyway. Yes. You know, and so that's that's powerful within itself. So let, in the next segment, let's talk a little bit about the dangers. You know, because there can be presumptions and feelings can get hurt and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're a guy who goes for the heart. You you mm-hmm. see people and you don't look to their intellect so much as you look to their heart and heart cry. And that's how you connect with people. But there are dangers. Uh, in misappropriating and misapplying what God is doing here. And we talk about that in the next segment? Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to talk about the unity in the body of Christ and the dangers therein by misapplying that when Marvin Witherspoon and I come right back. All right. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. We are back. I'm back with Marvin Witherspoon. I call him my a go-to guy in the body of Christ here in San Diego. And the more other people find out about him and his heart cry, he's a dad figure. His, his wife is a mom figure. They're easy to talk to because they have really just a heart of compassion. And, and one of the things that they do really well from my time with them is they're listeners. 
Amen. They don't they don't major on speaking unless Holy Spirit tells them that, to do that. So Marvin, one of the things we in the last segment we talked a little bit about the coming together in San Diego County and musicians and prayer people and, and pastors and so forth. But there are some. It's not. You have to be aware that there's some uh, dangers in the midst of this. You know, presumption or wanting. You know, this is. I'm leading this group. Thank you very much. And and those kind of things. Those are old school things that have been happening. You know, since since mankind. You know, mm-hmm. one exerts priority over the other person and things like that. What do you see in San Diego County as you've been here? What do you see as uh, being the biggest dangers? It could be church related or relational related what do you see as some of the dangers here that god's stirring you to 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 step into and heal um for me uh my family what we uh the model that he gave us is not for every house but when we would start you know we start with scripture prayer and when we start worship we follow Holy Spirit. And when he's done doing what he wants to do, and then we will move on. Sometimes there will be a word, uh, but sometimes there wouldn't. But yeah. whatever he wanted to do is what we were more concerned about. Um, the dangers that um, the churches and church as a whole face is um, just the secularism and the humanism that's in society and bringing that into the church. Mm-hmm. And um, we understand about times and people, you know, they got to be here or be there or whatever, but you can go to your job and stay eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you go to the house of God, you're already looking at your watch. My, yeah. Or you already got some plan. And so if he go beyond um, that time set for you, or uh, you t- that time you got allotted, then you got to tip out. Well, and, and, that, and a lot of the larger churches who have two or three services on a Sunday, for example, that's got to be a real challenge. It's got to be a challenge. But but within that framework, I, there there can be freedom, though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Within that, um, um, but like you said, the larger churches they got a whole lot they're trying to do and how they want to reach people and and so on and so on. Um, in North Carolina, um, there was a group of brothers and uh, myself, we did um, a worship service we call Unscripted. I like it. And um, we did it on a a Monday night, um, and everybody could come. Yes. And And what was it called? Unscripted worship. I like this. And so that whole thing was, the model was to follow um, the Spirit of the Lord. There was people that come and, you know, from different ministries or whatever, they would get healed, um, delivered, um, because the the whole thing was modeled around just uh, uh, following the Spirit of God. Yes, and relationship, of course. Yeah. And, and and the more you have an intimate relationship with other people, the more Holy they feel more comfortable in. Yeah. You know, Holy Spirit told me this, and I'm not going to be. Uh, 
prosecuted or persecuted right. by you by saying this. And also, mm-hmm. there's room to make mistakes yeah. and deferring one to another. And, I, and on behalf of the larger churches, many of them have understood this, and that's why they do uh, home groups and things like that as yeah. well. The real deep relationships probably for the larger churches happen in the home group environment. Mm-hmm. Smaller mm-hmm. churches, you know, uh, if they have one service on, on Sunday morning, for example, they can go, you know, go a little bit long because Holy Spirit's doing his thing. And yeah. I, you, you like that as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it, each model is different. It don't, one thing don't fit everyone. Um, I guess uh, the primary concern is is to make certain that you know God is pleased with what's being offered for that day. Yes, and that we haven't uh, cheated the people because there are people that sitting out there they come because they need um, what we are supposedly um, being able to offer. Do you think the complexion of the church is changing a little bit from uh, leader follower into uh, co-ministers, uh, you know, different callings I think that's a, adjoining together? I think that's um, that's a big part of what God wants to do in this last day is um, is to is is that same thing that you just said that um, the one man show is is coming to a uh, coming to a halt, um, and God is want to do that. As we look at uh, the book of Acts, and we had Peter that would speak a lot of times, but there was uh, a duality and uh, uh, or plurality in in the leadership. Yes, and I I really sense that this is going to be more and more of this. You know, as I look around the different congregations and the different people that you know, I've been going to church for twenty years. Uh, what's your calling? I have. I just go to church, and then I then I go. You know, watch the ball game, or I or I go to McDonald's, or I, you know. I, we, mm-hmm. And and the church is just a segregated part of my lifestyle and then other things. Instead of your relationship with the Lord continues uh, seven twenty four exactly on into eternity. Exactly. And so how and the church is one of the values of church. And the scripture says in Hebrews, "Do not forsake the assembly, assembly of yourself yeah. together." So the, the the assembly of yourselves together is where you get the relationships going mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. the empowerment. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you've got wounds, somebody yeah. can go, you know, that happened to me last week. Yeah. You know, yeah. and all of a sudden that person is healed and empowered, and off you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, uh, that's very important that um, the the unity of the body or the coming together of the body, because uh, my weakness may be your strength Ooh. and your strength may be my weakness. But um, if we're locked together, locked step, then both of us are covered. Yes, and it's not so important the different denominational things. I mean, you can you can have different denominational postures mm-hmm. as long as the Lord is your Lord. And what can happen is, you know, you may have a nuance that I don't have, and you go, you know, I have you ever thought about this? I ha- Marvin, I haven't even considered that thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, receive all things with readiness of mind, and then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit goes, I want you to change your doctrinal mentality <laughs> a little bit here. And, and that that's what what happens. You know, the body is actually functioning as a body, so that the right hand and the left hand, they function together. Yeah. So th- the, the biggest danger in the past, one of them has been for me, has been uh, somebody has to be the leader, thank you very much, mm-hmm. and it's hard to defer to another person yeah. when th- th- you have to ask the leader first. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, um, I can just speak for, uh, let's go back and use the example of unscripted. Um, there was another, um, three other brothers, we call them uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, it was three Caucasian brothers. It was uh, myself 
and another brother named Eric Vaughn. Meshach, Shadrach, and <laughs> Abednego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, and they were strictly, you know, they're straight up prayer warriors. And, um, and it wasn't about color with us. You know, we was, it was about God. And, and, and that's how we, we, we followed that. So it, was, it would be easy for one to just fall back. If they didn't have, if God wasn't speaking or saying anything for, to them about a certain thing, it wasn't a thing about, you know, I got to get up and say something. Uh-huh. And um, we just saw God just move uh, tremendously like that, you know, that if we can just, um, it's all about God at the end of the day. Um, it's all about God. It's about his kingdom. You know, it's about the souls. Um, everything else is, um, you know, really, if we put it down to it um, and measure it according to the kingdom, and it's it's it kind of minute. Yes, yes. You know. and one of the things that I see, especially in like First Corinthians chapter four and fourteen and on, there's a word that is used there fairly frequently. It's called defer, mm-hmm. deferring one to another. And that's it can be a strange uh, term in some church environments. How can I, you know, and you know, if you go to church and you you've been faithful and going doing things, when God whispers something in your ear, is there a, a way that you can communicate that with the pastor? I've been in environments where I could whisper in the pastor's ear. I go, I sense this, and I just go sit down. And all of a sudden, because somebody, the spirit is stirring on that word or that phrase, all of a sudden that becomes the theme. And I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I heard that right. But a lot of people just don't have the boldness to do that. But also, uh, the, a lot of times the church structure does not necessarily allow for that. So I'm praying that God just really opens up the hearts of pastors and their parishioners to be able to have that exchange so that, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times there's something that the Holy Spirit, maybe it's in worship. All of a sudden there's a theme that hits Mm -hmm. and and, and you go, man, this is going to take off. And all of a sudden, Tithes and offerings, please. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah. th- that's gone. We, can we talk a little bit more about that in the next segment? And then we're going to bring all these things that we talked about uh, to, together, and we're going to see them come together, San Diego. Okay. <laughs> Is that Sounds okay, Marvin? Good. With this Sounds one? good. Okay, my friends, Marvin and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. is next, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Back with Marvin Witherspoon and me. We're talking about a lot of different things. Uh, and then, you know, I, I really appreciate um, Marvin's perspective. He, he's a... He's a kind of a layback kind of a guy. He's not a... He doesn't come out and go right in your face. He, you know, he's, he's there, but anytime... There are some insights. He's got his fair share of those as well. So I've, I've been enjoying kind of picking on him and asking him these questions. You know, Marvin, one of the reasons I brought you on is I wanted to talk about ethnicity mm-hmm. because that's an area in the world right now, you know, politics and everything else. I mean, it's the black brothers versus the uh, the white guys or the Hispanics or the Asians, all, all these the different turbulence that uh, different People are trying to stir that up to cause division, and I think that's just the opposite of what God wants to do. So let's talk about the topic of ethnicity. You're a black brother. I'm. Uh, they call me a reverse Oreo. <laughs> I, I appreciate. I appreciate you and, and your insights. But but I'd like to know your thoughts. You know, 
because, you know, sometimes I ask questions and sometimes they'll be political related questions or they will be uh, doctrinal questions or something like that. And most of the time there's a synergy there. But sometimes, particularly in the political side, you know, there are people that are going, oh, I hate this person or I love this person. And And I'm going, we're supposed to be believers. And and there sounds like there's some uh, issue coming in that has little to do with scripture and and Bible and God, Mm -hmm. but more of my own personal perspective. Talk about that and how it relates to ethnicity. And where do you think God wants us to go in light of all this? Well, um, back before the election in 2016, um, I was up uh, in Carolina in um, our early riser. I was having coffee, and uh, some things struck me. And the Spirit of the Lord said, through this election, I'm going to reveal my body. I didn't understand what he was saying, exactly what he was saying at that time. Um, But we had come to a place where we had multicultural uh, congregations and different things like that. Um, And we felt like we had moved beyond a certain place. Mm -hmm. Um, But once the election took place and God put in place who he had purpose to put in place, um, um, the thing that fractured, I think, the racism, um, the white against the minorities, is the fact that regardless of um, who's in office, President Trump, things like that, whether you're a um, um, what, Republican, Democrat, whichever. Lib- yeah, or liberal um, or yeah, conservative or progressive. Conservative, progressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the things that would come out of his mouth against um, that was more aimed towards people that was of color um, what affected uh, me, I'll just use me because I can't speak for yes. other brothers and sisters, what affected me, and that is how, this is how I had to pull my family together and children together so they stopped looking at the natural and keep their eyes on God, is the fact those that brothers that I walk with that's of Caucasian um they never spoke about or condemned the words that were said. Mm. They always spoke about the good he's doing and so on and so on and this and that. And so, and I think um, as long as that continues to happen and you not say anything uh, about um, the words when he's speaking out about, you know, asshole countries and all those countries they name were people of color. Okay. And, um, and the good people coming from Norway, all those things, it was an opportunity for uh, the Caucasian evangelicals or whatever to step up and say, we, that's, we not, no, we don't, we condemn those words. Yes. We may support the man, but those words are not right because I have brothers and sisters as a, that's of different color than I. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, uh, uh, as I was sharing you offline, Um, agape love is a God kind of love. Therefore, with that, then you can feel, we can feel 
our brother's infirmity, but we're able to be able to be touched by that. Mm -hmm. And so um, those words coming from someone, whether it's a president or whoever, those words coming from someone, if we're brothers, they should hurt you, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, as my brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're right. So if, if you don't say anything, about those words, then it's going to kind of have me kind of said, okay, only we can go but so far as brothers, but we separate when it comes to race. My, you know, one, one of the things, my, I had a stepmother's been gone for many, many years now, but one of the wisdom, pieces of wisdom that she shared with me is, you know, as you can see, oftentimes I'm quick with the tongue. I, I, look for humor and I try to bring it out and for the longest time my humor was at the expense of the other person mm-hmm. in other words it would be good good naturedly demeaning them but not to mean like like teasing them like you know you're you're faster than this or you 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 talk so fast that you're blah, blah, blah. and and she asked me I want you to step back and think about how those and the other person would laugh but it was like a <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and it was so my humor was demeaning Mm-hmm. And the, one of the greatest things that she left uh, me with was consider the words before they leave your mouth, mm-hmm. because uh, our wonderful, I, I really appreciate our president, but he is, you know, sometimes if you got to weigh humor versus wisdom, he goes for the humor. And I've been there mm-hmm. in my earlier Christian uh, life as well. And you can walk away and people have laughed about what you said, but there's a sting attached to that. And so that's a, that's a tough thing, but it's also a tough thing for we as Christians to do as well with our tongue, mm-hmm. minding our tongue. So I, I, I embrace what you're saying. And uh, uh, President Trump is I don't think there's re, he really does not have a, a hate, a hate for the black brothers or sisters in any, any way or the other different nationalities. He's you know, his heart cry is. To, is for America from what I see, but he uses his humor and it, sometimes he may choose humor over wisdom and things like that. And it's probably caused some scars that maybe weren't intended. Well, um, we have to go to the word. There you um, go. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Yes. You know, yeah. and so um, when, you know, it's, if it's done once, and then say, okay, well, maybe. Yeah, but if I got a big laugh out of it the yeah, first time, yeah. maybe I'll try it again. We've only got a couple of minutes. I want people to leave with some uh, encouraging words from us. So uh, why don't you distill this? And why don't you, I'm going to give you the microphone here to, I, I want you to declare into people's lives that are listening and to bring that uh, resolution into their mind and their heart to be able to hear God and obey God and whom he puts into place of authority uh, respond accordingly or yeah. and those whom are not in the places of authority or are abusing their authority to deal with that as well. So I'm going to ask you, we've got about a minute and a half, uh, Mar- okay. Marvin Witherspoon. So would you declare this over our people and I'll, we'll get out of this segment and then I have to go to the next hour. <laughs> Amen. Father, we bless you and we give you thanks because um, you are sovereign and you have um, ordained um, the times that we are in. And so in all of us, there is something that you have uh, set for release for this particular generation and time. And so, God, we decree and we declare that uh, your word be released and done in San Diego, in the hearts of your children, those that seek you out of pure heart. God, we pray, God, that they will come to know you in that particular area that you're calling them to. 
we pray for healing and restoration. Uh, you know what times we're in. You set these things in order. And so, God, uh, we give you the glory. And because we know that you make all things beautiful in your time. Yes, 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 yes. And we bless you. And thank you for the opportunity in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Marvin, I, I can tell we've got more conversation to have on this uh, in, 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 in uh, some of your perspectives and mine. Uh, honestly, um, some of the things you said in the way that you structured them, you didn't structure them out of uh, anger or animosity. You structured them out of it was a biblical fact. Here's how we do it and here's how we shouldn't do it. And you're exactly right on that. So I, I personally can take the, what you said and I need to rethink some of these things as well. And I think with my uh, my stepmom years and years ago, the wisdom she gave me, if it dem- demeans another person, forget about that. That's not the humor you want to use. That's, that's true. That's so, true. You know, uh, one of our great poets said, and my Angelo said, when a person show you who they are, believe them. And so what we're uh, waiting to see is uh, uh, something a little different. Yeah, exactly. Amen. But bless you, Marvin. Good to, bless you, too. Good, good to spend the no hour with you. I malice towards uh, President Trump. I have all confidence in God. Let's see what God does. Yeah. Let's see what God does. My, my listening friend, it was really great to have Marvin with me for the entire hour. We've sh- shared a lot of different things. And in the next hour, you're going to love this, especially if you love what God is doing uh, in, in, in the Hebrew-related things and the seasons and the months and the times uh, and the symbols and the types and the shadows. We're going to talk about that with a woman named Christine Vallis. She's from Atlanta, and she has a book called His Appointed Times. She's known as the chalkboard teacher. She's <laughs> remarkable. And we're going to talk about this month and the celebrations that are happening into this month and the next. Uh, when I, Marvin, thank you very much. Yeah. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Awesome. I'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. And guess what? I am back and I've been excited about this segment uh, from my friend in Georgia. And, uh, you know, you, you know me well enough to know by now through the year and a half or a couple of years that we've been doing the show that I really love the Hebrew things. I love the Hebrew calendar. Uh, the Bible talks about the times and the seasons and uh, um, I'm really aware of these months that God gives us in the Hebrew months and the Hebrew years, and they have some special depth that we as Christians need to know about because if we don't, we're, getting, we're only getting the superficial stuff of, of Scripture and not the depth which is really going to be instructive for us in these days. So I'm excited to introduce to you uh, Christine Vallis, and she does a chalkboard teaching. You may see it on the internet. She deals with every Hebrew month and digs deeply into what they mean. And the book that she has just uh, published again, she's been doing it for a number of years. It's called His Appointed Times. And Christine Vallis, how are you? I'm doing great, Cuz. Thanks for having me on again. It's, it's, it's a thrill. My friends, let me just, before we get any further in this, <clears throat> do a YouTube search. If you put 
Christine's name, Christine Vallis, V-A-L-E-S, and you look for, you, it could be under chalkboard teaching or his appointed times. You will see teaching that she has done uh, for, over quite some time of the, each individual months and what uh, the depth of those months mean. Because if you, if you understand the months, then you can understand the character of God and the enemy's ploy against uh, the, the children of God. And it, it's tied to the months more than you could even imagine. So, Christine, I know we're entering into a, a, a time known as Hanukkah and uh, Christmas and things like that. So where would you like to start? You know, you're not a guest. I apologize, but you're not a guest. You're a co-host. So co-host, where (laughs) would you like to take this? Well, um, yeah, you know, I I think I would like to begin with um, just giving people just a, a background because I myself had no idea that God even had a calendar to begin with. So, um, you know, most people I talk to, even people that have been in church for years, are like, what are you talking about? God has a calendar. So um, I always say, you know, if God has a calendar, wouldn't you want to know what was on it? <laughs> yes. know? And most people say, yes, of course, you know, if we can get our hand on his, in his calendar. And so, you know, the Lord delights in revealing himself to us in so many ways. And so his prophetic calendar has been there. You, you, you've you read about it in the Bible. I think so many people have when it, when it mentions the third month or the fourth month or, but I think so many people, including myself, always thought that was referring to the Gregorian calendar, yes. but it's actually the biblical Hebrew calendar that is filled with prophetic insight and encouragement to lead us and guide us um, because the Lord is a good shepherd more yes, than yes, we yes. know. You know, one of the so, things, uh, Chris, um, yeah. Christine, one of the things that you used as an mm-hmm. analogy, I want to just expand a little bit and then I'm going to set you free, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. w- when sometimes my wife will go, uh, what's going on uh, next month on this particular day? And, and I say, well, mm-hmm. I haven't written it on my calendar. But the truth is, if we are obedient to writing things on our calendar, people can know not only what is happening in you know the next day or two, but also down the, the next few months and you know special days that need to be set aside, weddings or uh, different celebrations mm-hmm. and birthdays and things like that. But this is no different from God's strategy in giving us months of the year. But these months don't only necessarily go for a, a few years, these months began thousands of years ago, and the yeah. theme of these month ha, of these months has continued specifically and uh, um, in a very timely fashion. The things that were written on the calendar back then are on the calendar again in the in the, in the same month now. So uh, I get yeah. so excited, Christine. When I realized that, it uh, I mean, I just had to start digging. And, and I know I, I've discovered mm-hmm. your chalkboard teachings and I go, she's digging like I'm digging. I love that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the Same scripture, we, we, we use the scripture oftentimes in Genesis uh, mm-hmm. chapter one. It talks about uh, how God uh, uh, said, let there be light. And this is Gen- uh, Genesis one fourteen. Let there be lights in the firmament and in the heavens and that divide the day and the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for the years. So if you want to understand the, the, the signs of God and the seasons of God, then you can get a handle on where he's going next and the enemy Amen. and where the enemy might be targeting you as well. So I'm going to hand it off to you because mm-hmm. we're in a very special time here, aren't we, in the uh, uh, the transition. Uh, it, what we, we left... Uh, <clears throat> 
um, the, the feasts and festivals, and then there's a downtime and uh, yeah. Kislev and uh, mm-hmm. Hejvan and Kislev and Tevet. All these months right. have supernatural meanings to them. I've been tracking you and your and your chalkboard teachings, and I love them. So where are we right yeah. now, and uh, what's coming soon to a life near you? <laughs> yeah, well, we're in the biblical month of Kislev, which is um, the month of hope and the month of dreams and a month of rest and security. And uh, here in the midst of this month, we find the festival of Hanukkah. And um, Kislev is one of the darkest, well, it is the darkest time physically uh, of the year. In fact, tonight is the darkest day of the year, the oh, shortest day of the year. The thank you for reminding us. December. <laughs> yeah. No, so but the, the, in the happened. natural and also yeah. the spiritual, right, sometimes? Yes, yeah. Well, and but tonight, you know, we're talking about the light of the world, Jesus. So I just love how here it is, the darkest physical, you know, the shortest day of the year, and we're we're just talking about the light of the world, Jesus, here in the, he is in the midst of our darkness, because even the dark is light to him. So he is the hope of the world. And so everything in the, in his calendar, as, as you study, it all is just about the relationship that he wants with us. Um, so I'm just excited to share that. It's just a way to uh, point um, our hearts to him. So yeah, so we are right on the cusp of Hanukkah, which is going to start um, Sunday night, tomorrow night, um, December 22nd. Yes. And, um, yeah, so, and then that will last for eight, eight, um, fabulous nights, as they say, right? Yes, and there's a, you know, you <laughs> yeah. ever wonder, my friend, as you, if you are familiar with the Hanukkah mm-hmm. and the menorah and things like that, generally uh, on a menorah, you have the seven candles, and, but this is an yeah. unusual one because now it has, uh, eight candles. Mm. candles or eight uh, flames on it and you go uh, I don't really get the difference between the two is that important well it certainly yeah. was and it certainly is today why don't you uh, extrapolate a little bit on that sure yeah well um, very interesting is every um, synagogue that you go into today has the lampstand it's the menorah right it's a seven branch lampstand that was designed by the Lord that he gave to um, Moses in Exodus. And so after this um, happening of Hanukkah and everything, they created a nine-branch menorah, which actually, like you said, has eight branches, but then one more in the middle Mm -hmm. to light all the others. And um, so again, this year, the Lord highlighted that You know, it's this nine-branch menorah, and the number nine in Hebrew is a picture of a choice, of life or death. And so he's always calling us and drawing us to choose him. And and, um, we can get into this later. Yes. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have you yeah. get into this later because I have to take okay. you and I as co-hosts on the show. We, we know we have to take a break, <laughs> so we're gonna talk okay. about uh, the 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 celebration of Hanukkah, uh, how it was spoken <laughs> of. Uh, it was. 
it was illustrated in the Old Testament, but it was most clearly seen actually by Jesus referring to it in the New Testament and the truths that it carries with us. And also we're going to talk a little bit about how that may relate to uh, Christmas. Both of them are steeped in wonderful miracles, and I think you're going to tie uh, a bow between those as well. I mean that from a Christmas standpoint. So, uh, (laughs) Christine Vallis, and I will speak about this when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And I am back with Christine Vallis and his appointed times book. Christine, so glad to have you with me and sharing some insights here. You know, one of the things that I have discovered as I have looked through Scripture and I study more and more about the months, these months and the things that happen in these months didn't just happen back then. They seem to repeat themselves uh, uh, every mm-hmm. year at the, at the appropriate time these things happen. Right now, we're in, this is a time in Scripture we're talking, you know, about Hanukkah, and this was a time of great uh, conflict, heavy conflict, uh, God's yeah. kids against uh, others that wanted to usurp God's kids and God's position. That happened way back then, and it, these things are happening even today, this heavy conflict. And, you know, as I mm-hmm. look at you and I, we look in the newspaper, we watch the, the television news and things like that. The conflicts that were going on back then, if you were to see a broadcast report of them back in the day, if they had televisions and things like that, they would be very similar to what we're seeing on the television today with uh, Great Britain and the the conflict that has gone on there with Brexit and in Israel, uh, what is going on there with the uh, elections or lack thereof, and what would the, be the equivalent, um, you know, of a um, uh, of an impeachment of Benjamin uh, Netanyahu and the things that are going on in the United States of America. This is, you know, in the calendar years, this is the time frame right now. This this time frame of Kislev, where these things mm-hmm. uh, happen. You know, I was just looking through your book and I realized something here that this month of Kislev is also the month of Benjamin. I guess it's not uh, it's yeah. not coincidental that the name of the guy is Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. So wh- why don't you uh, yeah. d- take that as a springboard to talk about yeah. uh, the, the heavy conflict in the, in the Hana- uh, you know, in Hanukkah uh, and, and how that relates yeah. to us today and also the miracles that are tied to Christ's birth. Birth. True. Yeah. Well, um you know, it's the whole story of Hanukkah, you know, for people that uh, don't know, you know, the the background of it was, you know, during the time of the Second Temple, you know, uh, Greece invaded Israel and uh, desecrated the temple and um, by a man, Antiochus Epiphanes. And, you know, he did horrible things there. He sacrificed a pig on the altar. He erected a statue of Zeus in the temple. He issued decrees and outlawed the Jews from studying the Torah. And so all these things that happened against God's people. But the interesting thing that I found was that um, you would, that, that, 
I guess most of us think like, oh my gosh, that just happened suddenly upon the Jewish people. But actually, it happened over time, little by little. And when this occurred, it was as if the people of God just kind of let the enemy in. And um, it, it's real. it's called apostasy, you know, oh it's the falling away. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, the Lord, when he was, when I was just studying Hanukkah and I was like, Lord, what are you trying to show, show me here? And he said, just look at the lampstand. What does a lampstand do? It stands. And he's like, you need to stand for me. Oh my. <laughs> stand yes. for my word. And, you know, apostasy is that falling away of, of those who believe, and it's to be kind of standoffish. That's another definition. So the Lord is saying, don't be standoffish about me. Stand for me. Stand. And that's what the Maccabees did, because the Maccabees were that small group that would not put up with what was going on. And they, they were a small group, but the Lord gave them strategy, uh, as you find in this month of, of Kislev where the Lord gives strategy. And, you know, it's always not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's how they were able to take back the temple. So Against you know, great think, odds, too, yeah. by the way. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, we just we just need to stand for for the Lord. And the thing is, is how can you stand for God if you don't know who he is? Uh-huh. How are you in his word? You know, you want to stand for him in his word, but you have to know his word first. You know, so we need to get into his word. We need to fellowship with the Lord. We need to have that intimacy with him. He wants to reveal himself to us. And um, as he does, it'll be a delight to stand for him. You know, yes. um, when you realize the awesomeness of the Lord. So I believe that in this in, in real time, this is happening and, and it's in the cycle. Like you say, you can look back last year in your life. And that's what I find so fascinating about God's calendar is that um, it's happening. You know, these themes, these uh, prophetic um, events um, that happened in the past and they happen in real time in our lives and God just brings that awareness so that we can pray into these things and um, we can rejoice in the victory that we have in the Lord yes. in these things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. You know, sometimes people go, oh, that's you know, what, what do they call it where you did check, do the stars and things like that, you know, horoscopes and things like mm-hmm. that. That's not what this yes. is. This is not what that is. That This is the, the horoscopes right. were kind of a, 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 a cheap uh, counterfeit for what God has done in mm-hmm. his months and seasons. And every month and season has with it a, um, a of the 12 months of the of the Hebrew uh, calendar, each month is uh, designated for a different individual in the 12 tribes, and it has different uh, d- d- different star uh, clusters as well. We're not getting into, oh, what's your sign? That's not where we're going mm-hmm. with this. But God has actually put these, um, these illustrations in the heavens and in the earth for us to uh, understand the times and the seasons. Uh, it was, there was a scripture, I don't have the actual verse here, but it was, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus was admonishing the Pharisees and saying, you understand the natural Seasons, how come you can't understand the spiritual seasons that go along with them? Yes. And that's where we are right yes. now. We need to really understand the spiritual seasons so that we can buckle up because the enemy, his time is short, and uh, we kids of the Most High God need to understand God's time frames and move aggressively within them. 
and uh, this month of Kislev and this celebration of Hanukkah uh, are illustrations mm-hmm. of that. Uh, talk a little bit more about Hanukkah and actually what happened back then. There was, uh, you know, uh, the odds were m- against uh, Judah Maccabee and the family, mm-hmm. but they made their yeah. stand. And sometimes in this world right now, we feel like the odds are against us, but God is calling us to make mm-hmm. our stand. So draw that parallel, and I'm going to hand it over to you, Christy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the Maccabees, you know, their name means hammer. And so they hammered the enemy, you know, <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, and they took possession of that, you know. And so we don't, you know, we don't fight against uh, people. You know, it's the word says that it's the, it's the spirits behind them, yes. you know, and um, and and we already have the victory, too. So <laughs> so it's a win win, you know, and and so um, we just need to re- be reminded of that. And um, what I love, too, as you mentioned, um, well, with with Hanukkah, um, when they when the Maccabees did go in there after and rededicated the temple, they found one flask of sanctified oil that was used to light the the lampstand. And so here's what they did with that oil. They didn't look at it and say, oh, gosh, well, we don't have enough oil here. They didn't curse it. They blessed it and they thanked the Lord for it. And God did a miracle and he multiplied it. And he, and that one flask of oil lasted for eight nights, you know, and that's why, of course, Hanukkah is celebrated for eight nights. And so it's a lesson, too, that whatever we find in our hand that looks like not enough, don't curse it, but thank the Lord for it and watch him bless it and multiply it. And so we learn that here in the story of Hanukkah. We see that in the Gospels as Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish. Whatever we give to the Lord and we thank him, what looks like not enough in our hands, he multiplies it and he gives us bread and seed. Oh, my. Yeah. Exactly. That you know, the there, there are so many yeah. other truths that are built in, God built into Hanukkah, but he also built into the months. And we are in the month of Kislev. We're going to talk a little bit more about what is built in there. And you're going to be really pleased about this, my friends, because God is going to encourage you to be a dreamer. And in, in this mm. in this month, in this time frame, he's going to encourage you to have anticipation for great miracles. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. that in the remainder of this hour as well uh, as uh, Christine Vallis and I prepare to come right back you're listening to come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise don't just listen to it be a part of it at 866-577-2473 you're just moments away from more come together san diego on k praise hello san diego this is rick signs from uh, red seal ministries I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I have returned, but not only I have returned, Christine Vallis of His Appointed Times, a wonderful, uh, it's more than a workbook. I mean, it's it's an anointed work of, of, of not only art, uh, but it's... Uh, 
it helps explain some of the things. If you just looked at it and you scratched your head when you looked through Leviticus and things like that, that and the feasts and festivals and things, you go, I don't get it. Well, Christine ha- has had compassion upon you, <laughs> and she has orchestrated this book. And uh, which, which uh, edition uh, are we on right now? Because I have two of them right in front of me right now. Ah, okay. Yeah, this is the, um, let's see, I did a pilot edition, and so this is like the third official edition. Okay. Well, I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the one from last year, which is just coming to a Uh conclusion, and uh, I I have been diving into the one for this coming year as well, and let let me just spend a moment or two just talking about the beauty of this book. Now, you're just going to have to sit back and go, Cad's bragging on me again. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you know, my listening friend, a lot of you have a growing intimacy and appreciation for Israel and God's uh, Old Testament truths, and even as they dovetail with the New Testament truths, Christina Christine has spent a lot of time putting together what she calls the uh, a, a journal. Uh, it could be a workbook. It's called His Appointed Times. I've got uh, this last year, which is coming to a, a, a close now, and then the following year also in front of me. They are remarkably laid out. They include not only the the um, Hebrew year, but also the calendar year and the Gregorian calendar as well. We are in this month of Kislev, um, which is the ninth month in the in the Hebrew calendar, and it's counted as, as 5780, the year 5780 in the Hebrew calendar. But, you know, 2019, November through December, and like near the end of December in the Gregorian calendar. And you go right through that, and she spends a lot of time identifying the biblical truths that are there. One page is devoted to her chalkboard teaching. (laughs) She she tries to make it simple for all of us, and I think she's successful. It's it's beautiful. And she identifies, she does a piece of artwork in the middle of her chalkboard teaching, and all along the sides she has different biblical truths that are tied to it and she has a prophetic fact sheet and then she has the actual calendar and then she uh, has an area where you can make notes I mean it's remarkable so his appointed times and how can we find out more about these books and uh, getting the new one which is uh, uh, timely even now yeah thank you so much yeah you can get that on my website um V A L E S and I have the new journal and, and study guide for twenty twenty and I also have a wall calendar um that you can hang on your wall if you'd like to see the visual of the chalkboard. Um, and Kaz, just to give a, a background where the chalkboards came from was that as I was studying this stuff, this was all so new to me. I thought, how am I going to remember this? <laughs> and I had a chalkboard just kind of hanging in my kitchen that wasn't really doing much of anything. And so I was just month by month, I would just draw what I was learning about that month and um, I would erase it and the next month would come and never in a million years did I think anyone would ever look at them. So, um, so they were really for me to just learn as visually and almost having them hanging on the wall, like, like God's clock, like the real, like what time, like what is the real time, you know, to encourage myself, you know, in, in the prophetic calendar. So that's where the background comes from. So yeah, you can find these uh, materials on my website. Yes, And and again, Mm -hmm. the website address is 
Yes, it's christinevallis.com. And uh, the Christine with C-H and Vallis, V-A-L-E-S dot com. Yes, but there's more. Oh, yes. And there's more. One of the things that I've just really enjoyed doing is looking up Christine on YouTube. And many of her teachings are there itemized in the different Hebrew months. And uh, she's very good. She's an excellent teacher. And she brings her chalkboard along and she makes what could be complex, simple. And when you start to understand how God thinks, then it's going to help you in living your life as well. And we're talking about mm-hmm. this, this, this month uh, this of Kislev going into the, that's the ninth month in the Hebrew calendar, into, into a month called Tevet. I mean, there's major things happening right now in the natural and in the spiritual. The transition from the fall season into the winter season, the time frame for the planting of seeds, the the breaking up of the fallow ground, the planting of seeds, mm. and the enemy planting tares among the wheat. All this is happening right now in in the natural mm. as well. If you look back, so uh, you want to you you finished with uh, yeah. uh, uh, Hanukkah, and you want to get into the actual month of of Kislev because we're yeah. in, a, in a transition there as well. What a remarkable month this is. It's it's it's, it's a month we I mentioned it in the last segment, a month of dreams and for dreamers. Yes. And why don't you talk yes. a little bit of, about that as well? This is one of the yeah. most amazing months. Yeah, um and it's we say well why would it be called the month of dreams and it comes from the Torah portions that are read in the month of Kislev. And um, if you're not familiar, that's another uh, feature that I have in the um, His Appointed Times calendar and journal, um, that the the Torah is divided up into portions. So the first five books of the Old Testament are divided up so that the whole Torah could be read um, systematically in a year. And so there are portions that you read every week. And so for this month of Kislev that we are in, it covers uh, Genesis, what is it, Genesis 28 through 44 through this whole month of Kislev. And nine out of the ten dreams in Genesis are, are read in this month of Kislev. So it's, it's really cool to kind of follow along with the Torah portions that are read because they, they, they connect with his calendar. And, um, and, you know, the Lord always speaks to us through his word in real time and it's alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So we can read through all those dreams or nine of the 10 of them and see how the Lord speaks to us um, through those dreams recorded and even, um, you know, to, to see how the Lord speaks to people through dreams, like warnings and um, mm. encouragements, directions. Uh, so there's so much that we can learn. And um, so uh, another thing is that, okay, so if we want the Lord to speak to us in our dreams, we that requires us to go to bed, right? <laughs> we, so I, she is, is profound, isn't she? Yes. Profound, ladies and gentlemen, she is so profound. Deep. <laughs> yeah. It's a very deep teaching. Yes. So, um, so we we need to we need to go to bed, and again, it ties in with the physical. It's dark outside. We're going to bed earlier, most of us anyway. It seems um, with the daylight savings turning and everything. So, um, 
So the Lord wants to speak to us in our dreams. And, um, you know, not every dream is from the Lord, but when, when we get a dream from the Lord, he will, he will interpret it or he will send an angel. He will, he will interpret it. It won't be confusing. We will know, you know, so, um, it makes you just want to go to bed early. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'll yeah. tell you what, God has been, I've been falling asleep very early, but also I've been waking up early in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he yeah. puts uh, thoughts in in my mind and my heart, and I go, I hadn't seen that in Scripture. Let me go dig that out. And more times yeah. than not, he has given me a truth, a nugget there that I, uh, you know, that I could actually dig out and I can excavate that. And I can go, wow, this is a deep truth. And many times he gives this to me during the, uh, the dark hours of the night and uh, gets me up and, and studying the word. How about you, Christine? Yes, yes, yeah. The Lord... Um, <laughs> I, I've had many prophetic dreams, um, and I, I I try to write them down as I as I get them, you know. And then sometimes sometimes I forget them, but then other you know later on in the day they'll they'll come to me. And um, I just love um, Psalm one twenty seven two that says He gives to His beloved even in His sleep. The Lord is always giving to us, and so when we sleep, you know, not only is the Lord, you know, renewing our bodies, giving us physical rest, but even just, you know, he, he has our full attention, I think, when we're sleeping, because yes. it's the only time maybe we're not talking so much. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I love so that. He, he gets a chance to talk to us in the night. Yeah. Yes. And so just pay oh, attention to our sleeping patterns and dreams. Yes, yes, yes. Month. Uh, I love that. And I've been, I'm looking at your Kislev uh, renderings for Five seven eight mm-hmm. zero, and I'm also relating it to you know, five uh, seven eight one, the the book from uh, for next year as well. And I mean, uh-huh. some amazing things here. Not only time for sleep, but it's also the tribe of Benjamin, and, and yeah. you know, and Benjamin uh, is a warrior. Uh, he was, uh, you know. He could fight with his left hand and his right hand, and he was a da- mm-hmm. danger. And I think there are many of us that uh, fall into the category of being Benjamites in many ways as far as our mentality. You know, the, 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 young, the, the, young, uh, the youngest of the, uh, of the tribes and uh, highly favored. And so that's you, my friend. And a lot of the things mm-hmm. in the life mm-hmm. and times of, of Benjamin, like when necessary, Benjamin was a warrior. Sometimes he overstepped his bounds and became enemies with the remaining tribes too. And so maybe yeah. that's part of it as well. But my listening friend, God has some major plans for you and you can glean these mm-hmm. truths from the different tribal members that are tied to these different Hebrew months. Want to talk a little bit more about that? We have maybe a minute in this yeah. segment and then we can have an entire uh, final segment. But uh, why don't you take the broad brushstroke of this month called Kislev and as it transitions yeah. from the the fall season into the winter season of uh, of the of the following month, uh, Tibet, and it kind of set the stage for what God might be doing today. You know, and of course, you know, also the com- the other component is uh, the miracles uh, that are tied to this month, and we are mm. celebrating one of the greatest miracles, actually the greatest mm. miracles of all times as well. I'm going to hand this, actually, you know what, um, because we're running low on time here, set your heart and mind to this question for the next segment. Uh, Christine Vallis, and we will pursue it together. Is that all right? 
Sounds great. Okay, mm-hmm. my listening friend, we have to take a break, but uh, Christine Vallis and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I am back with Christine Vallis. And a book entitled His Appointed Times. We're talking about God's months, his celebrations, and his plans for you. If you're interested in his plans for you, by digging into his monthly calendar and digging into his years and digging into his strategies and and many times the festivals, you can start to understand his character and you're going to be able to identify with one aspect or another more than others. And all of a sudden you're going to realize that you were built for these times. So, Christine, I I want Mm -hmm. you to, I'm going to hand the baton to you. There's a lot of things we can talk about now because uh, God's uh, months are so burgeoning with truth. We're talking about this uh, month of the ninth month entering into the tenth month, Kislev, uh, entering into Mm -hmm. Tibet. We're talking about the different illustrations that are tied to those like the tribe of Benjamin, a time of Hanukkah, the celebration that was called also not only Hanukkah, but the celebration of lights or the celebration of the dedication. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just looking here on one of your footnotes here on Kislev and it says uh, many Bible scholars believe that Messiah was born in Tishri, which was in Sukkot during the Feast of Tabernacles time frame. And they said Jesus may have possibly been conceived in the month of Kislev, the month in which we are in right now. Uh, I mean, how remarkable. So all this stuff kind of comes together. And here we are celebrating the birth of of Jesus as well. I'm going to hand the ball over to you. And however you want to uh, embrace this last segment, it's all yours, Christine. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I I actually did want to mention that, that side note there. So um, that was great that you brought it up. Um, And when I uh, discovered that too, that, you know, here in this, again, the darkest time of the year, it, you know, like to, to, for the conception of Jesus in this month, um, is just so awesome to think about that, you know, and they even say that conception is like a spark of light, um, you know, and here in this darkest month that the Lord would, would bring um, the light of the world into, you know, into <laughs> conception. I, like I just it. love that. And, and, you know, um, and so on the Gregorian calendar here, we're celebrating his birth. And I, I think a lot of people say, well, wait, you know, are we celebrating his birth or is it his, is it his real birthday or And, you know, I, I think that to celebrate Jesus at any time is, is great. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, yes. So, and I just love how we can celebrate, you know, and I, I think that Jesus, he gives us the abundant life, right? He came to give us life and life abundantly. So um, as a believer, you know, even growing up, I almost used to feel bad um, you know, with Christmas and everything. And then I used to feel bad for Jewish people because it just seems so boring compared to Christmas, you know. And and now with a full understanding of Hanukkah and how Jesus is in every every feast, every festival, it's like, wow, Lord, you give us life and life abundantly. And I can celebrate Hanukkah and I can celebrate Christmas because it's all about you. You know, so um, so I just encourage people to to enter into the feast of Hanukkah 
last year in Kislev, and um, I actually did a video teaching. You can find it on YouTube or on my website on Hanukkah itself that gets into um, a lot of how to light the menorah from, you know, how to set it up, set it up more of the insights um, for people that really want to get into it. And it, it is starting tomorrow night. And, and also, you know, entering into the celebration of Christmas as well. And even the conception of, of his birth. It's all about Jesus, all about his our relationship with him. And, um, you know, this month of Kislev is about trusting, putting our hope in the living hope, not just any hope, but the living hope. Um, it's also about coming full circle and um, abiding in the vine. The, the John 15 is a really um, key passage that I think connects with this month of Kislev, um, you know, um, abiding in the branches. Uh, we are the vine, he is the branch, or we are the vine, he is the branches. And um, is that right? I am the yes. one you were Come on, come on. Yes, yes. You've got yes, it embedded. Yes. You've already got it embedded I, in your heart. And I got it, yeah. And and even the um, menorah looks like a tree, right, with the branches. And so when we're in him, we'll bear much fruit. And so, um, and, and we just trust in him, and he lights us up as we do. So um, I just encourage people to just get into his word in this season and you will find rest there. And, you know, as you mentioned, we are, uh, I just think it's cool too, how this month of Kislev also on the Gregorian, we're moving now into 2020 and um, also the Hebrew year uh, coincides with that 5780. So it's this time of coming full circle and, you know, Kislev is this time of trusting and resting in the Lord, and um, Tevet is a time of growing up yep. and, um, and, and maturing in the Lord and, and looking before we speak, and, um, you know, and, and that ties in with the year 5780, all about our mouth and, and being able to control what we say by the Spirit, and um, so I, that's you know, I just love um, God's word and his his calendar that just just highlights who he is and his character. And he, I I just love how he always, um, you know, when we when we flip over our calendar, you know, like most of us are getting new calendars for 2020 and it just looks like a blank slate, you know, and um, the Lord showed me this one time. He, he said, hey, um, you know, look at your your regular Gregorian calendar. And he said, how is that month, let's say January, what, what's going to make January a good month? And I said, well, I, I guess it depends what I put on it, right? Uh. So it, it, it kind of, when we're looking at the Gregorian calendar, a month is only good by what's on it, really. If it's uh, some good things happening and it's not going to be a great month, if some, you know, some other bad things are happening or whatever, some things you'd really don't want to deal with or what have you. But on God's calendar, the Lord said, you don't have to worry about what's on the month because it's already full with good things that point me to you. And and it's all about relationship. So don't worry about, you know, setting up your your time. Just jump into mine. Yes, yes, yes. And it's full. So so I'm just so encouraged. through this discovery of the Lord's prophetic calendar, because it just points me to the heart of God. It points me with everything back to who he is. 
it desire it gives me the hunger to search him out in his word and um and so that's what I mean, just encourage people. I I don't um make this book to say, okay, just study the calendar and you'll be fine. You know, it's just a tool that points to Jesus. It's just a tool, just like creation points to Jesus, to, to the Lord himself. It's just a tool. And so, so I just, um, just want to encourage people that, that um, every month is full of, of awesome prophetic insight that um, the Lord is such a good shepherd and um, more than we know, you know, and I think that's another thing that I've kind of learned as I've studied myself that, that we all generally speaking can say, well, I'm in a season of this, or I'm going through a dry season or this month or whatever, but the Lord has these specific seasons and and specific months that are so jam-packed with prophetic insight and encouragement. And in fact, you know, as we finish out the, the season of fall and we move into winter, you know, most people think about winter as being a cold and dead season, but God sees it as a season of victory and joy. Yes. You know? So right there, it's like, man, I need to look at things from God's perspective. That's exactly you know? right, Christine. And, and one yeah. of the things that it, it encourages me, because the calendar has, you know, summer, summer, winter, spring, and fall, it has the different seasons, and the different seasons mm-hmm. uh, have different complexions, and in, in, yeah. a, in a way, like, for example, during the dark time, uh, there can be enemy influences and things like that. But they're all at, at every month has, you know, maybe some warnings about things, but it also gives you the keys to victory. That's what really thrills right. my heart. Mm-hmm. It, it has yeah. the keys to victory and, and hope. So my listening friend, uh, we're running out of our hour here. And uh, Christine mm-hmm. uh, Vallis has, has spent a, a whole hour with us on the telephone telling us about uh, God's months, festivals, and uh, feasts, and and appointed times. And the book that she is using often, because she wrote it, is called His Appointed Times. And Mm -hmm. once again, how can we find out more about that as we say adieu to our listening friends? Christine Vallis. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can check it out on my website. It's christinevallis.com, V-A-L-E-S. And uh, you can check out the resources I have there. Very good. Mm-hmm. Christine, thanks for spending an hour with me and sharing uh, uh, with us some insights of Hanukkah and also uh, the Hebrew months. Remarkable. My friends, uh, Christine and I are going to say you. so long, but my, my listening friend, what a thrill. God is in control and he wants to embrace you in more ways than you can believe. And his calendar, his biblical calendar will help you do so. So, Christine, thank you. My listening friend, I'll be back again Amen. next week. Thank God you. bless you guys. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.